0: Uh, today uh, there won't be any powerpoint slides because i didn't prepare any but just follow along with me it won't be too hard so much of like what Nick was saying, what we've been studying in Matthew 5, also known as the Sermon on the Mount or the Beatitudes, uh, is this invitation for us to examine our hearts, to give us practical application for how to live in this world and build God's kingdom with him. We heard about being salt and light, allowing our good deeds to be seen so that our Father in heaven will get the praise, not us. Focusing on obedience rather than building our own name. But that work has to start inside in us first. It can't just be the actions. It has to be revival in the heart first. So we're going to read Matthew chapter 5. If you want to turn there, we're going to do verses 21 to 22. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, oh, I missed that. Yeah, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka is answerable to the court. Oh, yeah, I did skip a line. Let me say that one more time here. (laughs) But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Maybe we could just pause for a quick second and ask forgiveness right off the bat. (laughs) That last line always gets me, whether it's in traffic or just being impatient. <laughs> I don't consider myself to be someone who has road rage, but it happens every once in a while. And when I first read these scriptures, uh, I thought of two really common phrases. You can probably even finish the sentence for me if you wanted to. Actions speak louder than words. Yep. And this focuses on making sure that our actions line up with the truth that we're saying. And this reminds me of that don't murder portion. Of the scripture. It's clearly action focused. Uh, The next phrase is it's the thought that counts. Yep. This focuses on someone's intentions rather than judging their actions. And that reminds me more so of the part where Jesus is talking about anger in your heart. Because it starts with our intentions, our motives, our thoughts. I'm going to break down a couple words in this scripture first before I dive too deep. But, um, raka, anybody know what that means? Raka, yeah, fool, idiot, that's another one, foolish, empty headed. So then the next word, murder, I know know most of us understand don't murder, and I'm not actually worried about any of us murdering, so I won't go that direction with the sermon. Um, But then uh, Jesus is talking about anger with a brother or sister and that it's subject to judgment. The anger he's talking about is seething, brooding bitterness against someone. The first example that comes to mind is actually the Pharisees, how they never actually did the dirty work of murdering someone, but then we see so clearly them plotting for so long and so intentionally with such anger to get Jesus killed. Anger, uh, it's not a sin, but when it gets in the way of our ability to love one another, we are off track And this verse in Matthew explains how this kind of anger is worthy of judgment, just like murder is worthy of judgment. Anger is an emotion, and it's an indicator that something is wrong, similar to when you're driving your car and that check engine light comes on. Something's wrong. We can choose to ignore it and hope for the best. Or we can plug in our code finder and figure out what's the root of the issue. What's the root of the issue that my car is telling me, check engine, check engine. Anyone want to guess who our code reader is? Holy Spirit. Good. I don't know who said that. Ten points. <laughs> um. Yeah, so the Holy Spirit helps us to identify the root issue and guides us back into alignment with Jesus. Holy Spirit knows the darkest parts of us. He's not scared. Don't worry. (laughs) He is very gentle, actually. He's patient. Holy Spirit is kind. And I am always so humbled when I think about how many times I have made the same mistake over and over, or the same um, sin, committed the same sin over and over, and how patient and gentle he is to guide me back, to highlight that sin and guide me back. There's many times that I've dealt with some of these roadblocks in my life, specifically anger. And um, the thought, certainly, I mean, I have a couple examples, but when I was a preteen... I actually struggled really bad with anger. I'm sure preteens all kind of go through that, I guess. But um, in my household, there was five girls. My parents dealt with a lot of emotions, a lot of hormones. (laughs) I actually would throw things, not usually valuable things, because I would feel super bad if it broke and that I disappointed my parents. But with my sisters, I just, for some reason, had no problem rising to that rising to that fight or whatever, (laughs) came up. Uh, We actually, my family took a course that our church offered. It was called Anger Awareness. And in that class, we really dove deep into what is the root of your anger. And it was one of three things, according to the class, hurt, frustration, or fear. And it didn't just stop by saying, identify where your root of anger is coming from, It actually took time to, um, I think it was over 12 weeks, actually. Um, But over that series of the time, we would take uh, whatever hurt, frustration, or fear was the root, and then figure out, how am I supposed to respond now? Now that I have figured out why, what do I do next? That was one of the most life-giving things for my family. We learned to communicate in a totally different way. We weren't as quick to anger, I guess. But the, the biggest piece was that communication. We felt heard and known because it wasn't just, why are you so angry all the time? It's, what's, what's hurting? What's, what are you frustrated about? What are you fearful of? The language changed. It shifted once we learned that. It reminds me a lot about how the Holy Spirit guides us through things like this. It gives us strategies, even, to navigate when we're feeling something that's overwhelming and we're not sure what to do with it. I have another common phrase for you, Uh, let the punishment fit the crime, or an eye for an eye, you guys have heard those, I've noticed that it's actually so much easier to say that to someone else's stuff, but when it's you or me being judged, when it's me being judged, I'm like crying out for mercy, desiring forgiveness, and, and really just not wanting to have to deal with that judgment, And not only, uh, the Bible teaches us that the punishment for sin is death. And I can't imagine where I'd be if it weren't for Jesus. For you either, for me either. All of that punishment and judgment, when he died on the cross, this is the mercy and forgiveness that we long for, that we shall fall short of all the time. But it wouldn't be accessible to us without Jesus. Not only did Jesus do this for us, But he gave us the Holy Spirit to be our guide through this life, through the craziness, (laughs) navigating things like anger in our hearts. The Holy Spirit helps us examine and does the work of transforming our hearts. We can't do it in our own strength. We weren't made to do it in our own strength. It took me a really long time to get that last part can't do it in your own strength. It requires the Holy Spirit. It requires partnership with Jesus. This life requires partnership with Jesus. Nick already referenced the Easter skit, but, uh, or the drama. But one of the things, if you were here, if you weren't, you can catch it online just to know what I'm referencing. But, um, The world offers so many things, and not all of them are bad, uh, but not all of them are good. This may not even be sin. Some of the things that we illustrated weren't necessarily sin, but we still have to submit to the Holy Spirit, to examine our hearts, to soften our hearts, to remain tender before the Holy Spirit. He, He highlights what we need to work on, what we need to surrender to him just like we were saying for prayer. When we do that, we come back into alignment with him. We come into alignment with God's intentions for us so that we can partner with him in building his kingdom. That's the the end goal. Relationship with Jesus. Partnering with him so that we can release his kingdom here while we're here for this very short blink of an eye. We want to make sure that we are clean and pure, our hands, our hearts, our thoughts, so that he can use us to shine bright before the world so we can give honor to the Lord. I want to share an episode with you while Elijah gets that pulled up, um, a portion of an episode, and to give you some context about what I mean when I say Jesus is inviting us to examine our hearts uh, if you've never seen The Chosen, it's an amazing series, TV series. It's free to watch. Um, but it's a series that depicts the life of Jesus, kind of travels along with him and the disciples, um, does really good about lining up really closely with Scripture, too. But something about seeing it acted out, uh, oh, they do such an amazing job. And I want to show you a short clip from this one about the Samaritan woman when Jesus met her at the well. So I'll let you
1: you guys watch that. Besides, what do you need from me if you have your own supply of living water? Long story. But Jewish water is better than Samaritan water. hmm?
2: That's not what I said.
1: Are you a better man than our ancestor Jacob, who dug this well? Your water is better than his?
2: I know, Jacob. And everyone who drinks this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks the water that I give him told me everything I've done. Oh, he must be the Christ.
0: (laughs) I always get emotional at that one. So good. His character displayed. Jesus' character displayed. The kindness, the gentleness. She really struggled with anger in her heart. Did you feel it? Did you see that? Whether it was her choices or just the the hand she was dealt, the way he ministered to that place in her heart was so gentle and so kind. Jesus sought her out, he seeks you out. He seeks every one of us out. doesn't matter if we're up on the pulpit singing and leading worship on the side of the road begging for our next meal. He seeks us out. Something I'm sure of is that we will have unlimited opportunities to face anger to either allow Holy Spirit to convict our hearts and transform them, or you can choose to ignore it. It really is your choice. What Jesus has for you is transformation. It's upgrade. It's partnership. It's intimacy. It's eternity. But you get to choose. Choose. I challenge you, worship team, why don't you guys come back up? Let's just take a little bit to respond to this. Challenge you to ask Holy Spirit to search your heart while we sing this song, the I Surrender song. Let's not let anger brood bitterness inside of us. Someone referenced it this week when I was talking to them, like this bush of thorns that kind of develops inside of us. We don't even realize how far it's gotten. But the Holy Spirit knows exactly what to do with every branch of thorniness. He untangles. He is a process. It's not it's not always instant miracle freedom. It takes time. You didn't get there like this. It takes time to to brood in anger too. I know it's not comfortable or easy, but it's worth it to allow the love of Jesus, of God our Father, to transform our hearts. So I do challenge you this morning while we're singing this song to let the Lord search your heart. A grounding question that helps me stay tender to conviction is to ask, who's watching and learning from me when I choose to stay angry. When I choose to ignore Holy Spirit's red flag or check engine light. This doesn't mean we act like everything's fine all the time. Don't hide. You don't need to hide it. But it does mean that we do the intentional work to make sure that our thought life is submitted to God, our loving Father. To His love. So let's sing uh, the I Surrender song and I invite you just to take a posture of whatever whatever makes you feel like you can pay attention and listen you can sing the worship song you can just reflect but I just invite you ask that really hard question this morning is there someone specific is there a group of people maybe a church I, I don't know whatever you got going on but Let the Lord search your heart. It's going to be unique for each person. Holy Spirit knows exactly what's going on. He's ready to give you that upgrade this morning. He's ready to partner with you in facing your anger and allowing him to soften and tenderize your heart. He is so faithful to do it. Farewell greeting, one that I grew up with my entire childhood, into adulthood. Go in peace and serve the Lord.